I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every. This Chris Brown, I've officially joined the Breakfast Club. Say something, motherfucker. I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show. Breakfast Club, bitches. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Yes, it's Friday. Good morning. Happy to be here. How y'all feeling today, man? I'm feeling great. And today is Friday and Charlemagne's show premieres tonight at 10 p.m. That's right. The God's Honest Truth on Comedy Central premieres tonight at 10 p.m. Like Envy just said, okay? The evolution will be televised. I hope you are... I hope you join us tonight. How you feeling? You nervous? You excited? Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I feel, I feel, I feel blessed, black, and highly favored always. There you know, you go. God is good. I'm not, do, I'm not doing anything right now that God uh, doesn't doesn't want me to be doing. So, as my good sister Debbie Brown says, I trust your life. I trust my life. Absolutely. I've always trusted my life. All right. No, not always. Not always, but, but, but definitely, <laughs> I definitely do at this moment in time. Yes. All right. Trust your life. All right. That's well, the I'm, best advice I can give anybody. Trust your life. Well, I'm excited to see the show tonight. I can't wait till everybody sees it, too. 10 o'clock tonight, uh, Comedy Central, The God's Honest Truth. All right. Now, we mm-hmm. got a lot of people stopping by today. Who we got today? Uh, Andre Iguodala. Andre, from the yes. Golden State Warriors. Yes. And, you know, the thing about Andre that I love, he's uh, a basketball player. But, man, he's so heavy in the tech world with my with my guy Rudy and, you know, a lot of other things. So he's got a lot of uh, great things we can learn from him as far as as far as far the tech industry is concerned. Mm-hmm. And just, just financial literacy as a whole, like. Andre doing his thing. Yep, absolutely. And also, um, oh. Seven Streeter will be joining us. Seven Streeter will be joining us, mm-hmm. right? And then we have a rapper from California. Man. Now, I know the Breakfast Club, we don't do this too often, but uh, a few months ago, my man Hovain hit me up, and Hovain knows I just love good good lyricists, good rap music, and he mm-hmm. sent me this kid from Vallejo, California named La Russell. Right? Russell, yep. And and I didn't look at the video. It was, it was actually the week we was on vacation, 4th of July week. And then like two days later, he hit me back. He said, you ain't watched that video. Because he knew if I had watched that video, he knew what my response was going to be. So when mm-hmm. I finally did watch the video, man, I, I just I fell in love with this kid, man. This kid is just like, he's got what I call healing boss. Okay. <laughs> okay? Holistic hip-hop. So he'll be, he'll be here this morning, but I just we just want y'all to hear him. Right. That's all. So he, he gonna, let him spit something. He's going to spit something. I know this, this ain't Sway. This ain't the L.A. Leakers, but we just want him to spit something. That's Correct. all. That's it. Correct. He'll be here this morning to do that. All right. All right. So let's get the show cracking. Front page news. You ain't know what you're doing. I don't know what we're doing. In fo- I'm not talking football. It's Friday. We're just not, winging it today, guys. I'm not talking football. Okay. I'm not talking football. But we're going to get to it next. So don't move. Front page news is on the way. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, Man. everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah, salute to uh, Moneybag Yo, but please go see, go to real therapy. All right, don't seek therapy through drugs or alcohol, please. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't, don't talk to the cup. Go sit down and talk to somebody. All right. Well, like I get, do every Friday. Let's get in some front page news. Now in Thursday night football, the Giants had this game won. The Giants got their ass bust last the night by watching the Redskins. They didn't get their ass bust. Nah, nah, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that because you say the Cowboys got their ass nope. busted last night. Redskins went to kick a field, a, a, a field goal, and then what happened? The Offsides. Redskins won. Offsides. I don't know about so all that. So they re-kicked it. 30-29 was the final score. And then they won. Are y'all 0-2 or y'all 0-2? 
Are y'all buttholing too or y'all buttholing too? We are buttholing That's too. right. Y'all are buttholing too. But I don't know why they were playing last night. They just played Sunday. That's right. I don't right. get it. That don't make no sense Not to enough me. time to rest. Like, come on, NFL. Because usually Monday's the day off, so that means Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's, don't do that's them like that. Don't, so do, they, then do they have to play again this Sunday? No. no oh. Next Sunday. Next Sunday. <laughs> Now, when I was driving in, they were saying that uh, people purchasing guns and weapons have been rising like crazy, especially women uh, purchasing uh, guns. And this leads me to this case right here. Now, Philippe Chow is a, a very, uh, I would say, a popular restaurant in New York City. A lot of people go there. Sometimes I used to go there with my wife before the pandemic. As people were eating outside, popular restaurant, popular area, a rich, rich area, people were eating outside and a gunman hopped out the car and started robbing people as they were eating outside on the, you know, because in New York City, you eat kind of on the sidewalk Mm -hmm. and uh, started taking people's Rolexes. One guy decided, you're not going to take my watch, started uh, fighting with the uh, assailant and end up getting shot in the leg. So be very, very careful if you're out and about. It doesn't matter if you're in a nice area, bad area. People are out there. They're hungry. They're starving. And they will rob you and shoot your ass. Yeah, I'm hearing about that a lot. People sitting outside L.A., California. Getting got right now. So it doesn't matter where you ask. So just be very, very, very careful. But yeah, I mean, they say gun sales spike during the pandemic. And, you know, I say it all the time. When you're a black person in America, owning a legal firearm is a form of self-care. And yes, you know, your your wife should know how to, you know, use a firearm. Your your, your daughters, your sons should know how to use a firearm. Absolutely. I'm 2A all day. And there's classes that you can take where you can actually uh, be able to travel with your gun to different states. All right. So I... You can be licensed, I think, in like 40 states or something like that. So definitely take those classes and protect yourself. Now, TikTok, TikTok remove a Devious Licks video. Now, this Devious Licks video is kids. It started as kids, and this is all with, with school. So what kids are doing in these schools is they're stealing things in school. So it started off with something small, like they were stealing masks, and they were stealing shirts, all from the school. Then it started getting a little expensive. They started stealing, like, the wet floor signs, microscopes. You know, microscopes are thousands How you do the wet floor sign? They're just stealing it just to steal it. Microscopes, clocks, desks, and things like that. So TikToks and is now removing all of those videos. So that trend, uh, it's not going to happen anymore. So is the trend shoplifting? Well, school lifting because it's just stealing Kleptomaniacs? Pretty much. If you steal a wet floor sign, you're just a kleptomaniac. But that's what these kids are doing. They think it's cool. They're stealing wet floor signs, microscopes, desks, chairs, clocks, whatever they can steal from schools. What happened to just stealing things like double XL magazines and sauce magazines and candy? Six packs of beer out of this gas station. Well, now it's microscopes, wet, uh, wet floor signs, and clocks. So the platform said this kind of content violates its community guidelines, and they are banning that. I never, when I used to steal, I used to walk into the store and just take a six pack and walk out. Grab a box of White Owls and just walk out. My Grab goodness. a Source Magazine, Double XL. It's not stealing if you don't hide it. My goodness. All right. Now, uh, also today, uh, fencing is going outside the U.S. Capitol. Uh, they are installing this because of this. Uh, they believe that it's probably going to get nasty again. Now, they believe that uh, the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys could come to Washington for protests, and they mm-hmm. just are putting fencing around the Capitol to protect the Capitol and the people inside. Uh-huh. That's what happens when an attempted coup of this country happened on January 6th, and nobody did anything about it. There's been no consequences and no repercussions, so of course they're going to keep coming back. All right? And uh, and they're saying the protest is tomorrow, so we'll see what happens. The leading agency for the event is the U.S. Capitol Police. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Shouldn't they be calling in the military? Uh, don't you think? Capitol Police couldn't handle it last time, right? <sighs> they definitely couldn't, but I mean, a lot of them were in on it, so they weren't trying to handle it. That's the other thing. Mm. 
All right, well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you feel blessed. Maybe you feel happy. Maybe you're upset. Whatever it may be, phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? This is Kafi. Hey, Kafi. Hey, Kafi. Oh, 803, what's happening? Hey, get it off your chest. Hey, I want to wish my son, Daquan, a 29th birthday, the last of his 20s. Hey, what you doing for his birthday? You taking him out? No, he don't like to hang out with me. You don't like to hang out with mom? <laughs> no. Oh, all right. Well, happy birthday to him then. All right, thanks. You have a good one. How, yeah, old, how, old, she, how old is he again? 29. Oh, well. My daughter, 13, and don't like hanging with me no more. Hello, who's Good this? Good morning. What's up, How bro? you doing? What's up, yeah, man? Yeah, this is your boy, Wani B. Wani so, B? Yeah, Wani B. Wani B, what's happening? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I I, I wanted to get off my chest. I'm, I like this woman, but every time I turn around and try to give her some game or try to, you know, show her how much I like her, she play more games with me. What should I do? What yeah. does that mean? Maybe she don't like you. What, what kind of game are you trying to give to her? What, what, what you, what's your approach, bro? You know, most most people, you know, they show a woman how much they like her by giving her attention and, you know, buying her things and stuff like that. But, you know. You don't do none I'm of that. Oh, uh, no, nah, I don't. I'm doing my best. Well, well that's the problem. That, yeah, that's, that's a, clearly the problem. So you're not really showing her that you like her in any way, shape, or form. I'm not saying that you only, you only got to buy her things to make her believe you like her, but you're clearly not showing her that, that you like her. Have you asked her out, bro, on a date? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, I'm my kinda, goodness. Yeah. So you wouldn't even ask her out. So how she know that you even like her when you, you ain't even got the balls to ask her out, bro? Exactly. Closed mouth don't get fed, bro. Uh, how old are you? I would do that, Dad. If how you see you something, that? say something. How old are you, bro? I'm of age. What's of age? I really don't, yeah, I really don't like to talk about that, but I'm of age. <laughs> what? And, um, <laughs> you yeah, don't I really do. like to talk about that? Yeah, I look young. So, right, so you, in 50s? you in your 50s? You in your 50s? Nah, I ain't in my 50s. In your Let's 40s. leave that alone. So what should I do? I don't know what you should do because you insecure, clearly. You yeah, don't want to talk about your age. Okay, I'm a proud 43-year-old man. If you like the woman, then you need to let her know that you like her in some way, shape, or form, sir. All right, I'm going to do that. I'm going to work on that. Where All you right, from? Thank y'all, man. Where you from, bro? I appreciate y'all. Write Miami. her a letter. Write her Miami. a letter. Write a letter? Why don't you take her okay. to a restaurant? Take her to uh, a nice restaurant. You like hookah? Take her to a hookah lounge. Take her to a nice, mellow restaurant where y'all could talk, have some great food, maybe not that expensive, and just chat. I start. I think you should start with a letter, bro. I'm not going to lie. This is a little short letter letting her know that you're interested. All right. I'm going to start with a letter, and then I'm going to get vaccinated. How about that? Sure. All right. <laughs> y'all have a nice day. Sure. You too. Thank you. The vaccine right. is the answer to everything, huh? My goodness. <laughs> okay. Hello, who's this? Uh, good morning, Envy. Good morning, Charlamagne. Charlamagne, congratulations on the conversation. Man. Too bad I can't wait to check that out. Thank you, King. But, 10 uh, o'clock tonight. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm going to check it out. Hey, Envy, I, want, I called because I know you got cartel in Miami. Mm -hmm. um, you plan to do a real estate seminar? Not during that Carcella time because Carcella is, is crazy. There's a lot going on. But um, we will be back in Miami shortly, probably next year. But we are definitely doing Carcella Miami uh, December 12th. So if you're into cars and amusement rides and family fun for the kids, it's the perfect way to 
Just come out with the family. Family fun day. My whole family's there. Celebrity cars, exotic cars, amusement rides, carnival games, face painting, all that. So it's, if you're in Miami or in Florida, come on out. Make the drive. It's well worth it. And that is December 12th. But we will be doing a real estate seminar, uh, I would say, probably in the new year. Okay, all right. All right. I'm, I live in Tampa, though. Okay. Tampa ain't that far. It's what, a four-hour drive, three-hour drive? It's like a three and a half hours. What I was going to ask was, because um, I know you was at, uh, you did a real estate seminar last year in Orlando. Uh-huh. And that's closer. Yeah, now we're not I going back to Orlando for a while. Miami probably be the next one next year, brother. Okay, but yeah, I'll make the drive for it. All right, brother. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This Nova. Nova, what's up? Get it off your chest. I just want to thank you guys so much. I love The Breakfast Club, especially you, Charlemagne the God. People make jokes about how you trip about mental health. Mm-hmm. But, like, I suffer from bipolar manic depression. And throughout all my 20s, I was failing in life, not knowing why. And when I hit like 28, 29, I got into therapy every Thursday and I'm elevating. Thank you. Amazing. I'm not ashamed anymore. I'm okay. I'm not crazy. I'm getting better. Thank you. I love you guys. That's right. It's okay to not be okay. I love you. It's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay uh, to stay not okay. So I'm glad you're out there on your healing journey. Yes. And yes. and listen, if, if if you in New York on uh, October tenth, ten ten, World Mental Health Day, I'm doing uh, my first ever Mental Wealth Expo at the Marriott Times Square Marquee from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. is is free and open to the public. Oh, I will be there. I'm here. Thank you so much. Word. Yes, to you guys every morning. I will be there. Thank you guys. Right, Absolutely. Man. Hello, who's this? This is KG. AKG, get it off your chest. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Well, I'm just mad because. Uh... I see this whole Fat Joe and Murder Ink thing still going on after 20 years. What Fat Joe Murder Ink thing? I don't know. I, I, see, I was reading a comment there. You know, I guess 50 Cent took shots talking about that he was the reason why the label went down. Oh, you meant 50 Cent Murder Ink, not Fat Joe Murder Ink. Well, listen, you got to understand, man. I sent healing energy to everybody, but we can't sit here and act like, you know, they didn't fight. They, yeah. You can't act like they weren't stabbings. We can't act like they weren't shootings. Charlotte, like, they, they was. Charlotte, Charlotte, I mean, that was 20 years ago, man. That's it. Let it go. Yeah, but if somebody uh, if somebody uh, shot you nine times uh, or, or their crew shot you nine times, could you just let it go? Man, listen, I, I don't know nothing about that, but, you know, them two as OG. Set the example. Hey, I'm with you. It would be great, but I mean, I can totally see if it if it never happens, I can totally see why. That's never gonna end. That's never <laughs> like, gonna end. And I don't think Fifty had nothing to do with this one. I think he was minding his business. And he got some shots, so he shot back. But that's never gonna end. So might as well try to cancel another beef. But that one's not stopping. All right, so I shouldn't be bad about that, then, right? Nah, nah, nah. 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 Let nah. that one go. All right, well, y'all, y'all have a good day. Man. All right, King. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Aaron from Wilmington. Aaron, what up, man? Okay, Get it off your right, chest. Man. What's up, brother? Man, listen, first of all, I want to uh, say thank you, Charlemagne. Thank you, DJ Envy, for y'all just pushing the culture forward. Yo, man, I just really appreciate y'all show. I listen to y'all every morning. Love, uh, King. I want just, quick, just a quick shout-out to my homies in Buffalo, Griselda, Westside Gun, uh, all, the, all the cats of Griselda. But, yo, listen, what I got to get off my chest this morning is I hate the fact that everything is so polarizing. Everything is political. Every It's like I can't be pro-black. I say I'm pro-black. You say, well, you must be anti-white. 
it's just crazy to me. It's like you, whatever whatever I say, somebody got a, a opposing opinion. It's like I can't be who I want to be, and I can't I can't say what I like because now it's like oh you don't like everything else. Yes, you can, sir. Ain't nothing wrong being pro black. Black. I am an unapologetically uh, black man, and I love my people. Period. And and and, and if, you, if people think you being pro something means you're anti something else, that's just ridiculous. I'm black. Well, when when people even say you pro black, what does that even mean? We black, right? <laughs> like, what do you mean pro? But, but we black. Not, but it's not just like that. It's just not. It's not just that though. It's just like yo. All right, I like pizza. Oh, you must hate uh, sushi. Like, bro, they don't. They don't. They, they don't even have anything to do with each other. Lord have mercy. I'm with you. <laughs> All right, bro. Well, have a good one, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way. Seems like Little Mo and Fat Joe have squashed their problems. We'll tell you all about it. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. Gossip. With Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Now, yesterday we talked about this in the rumors. We even did a topic. We were talking about Fat Joe and Little Mo and the remarks that Fat Joe made at uh, Versus. Well, Little Mo was upset about it. Fat Joe apologized numerous times. He apologized the night of. He apologized on social media and he apologized on his live. I am apologizing to anyone I offended. We was in a rap battle. I got besides myself. But to Little Mo, I love you. I seen little Mo before it happened, hugged her, kissed her. After I realized that I went too far, I went up to her and tried to tell her sorry. I told her sorry. I told Vita sorry in person before we even left the building. Before we left the building, I threw the tweet up. I'm sorry. I disrespected. I love you guys. Now, the only reason we're playing this again is they have squashed their beef. They have... Uh, it wasn't she, a beef. Well, she accepted his apology. It was a misunderstanding. She accepted his apology, and it seems like they are letting uh, bygones be bygones, and they are moving on. Uh, she posted something on her Instagram yesterday talking about blessings, and she was excited about the other night. Fat Joe responded, I love you, Mo. She said, I love you, Joe. It seems like they had a conversation, and things are... Okay. Yeah, that's it. No more story. Doesn't nope. matter what anybody's opinion of the situation is. Fat Joe apologized, which is what you should do when you offend someone, and that wasn't your intention. And uh, Matt Mo accepted it, and you know everything's onward. I salute to Mo. I, I sent Mo some uh, healing energy yesterday, okay. and 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 Joe, you know he he sent us some flowers too behind the scenes. Yeah. You know what okay, I'm saying? Because Joe is a classy guy. Yes. And I told Mo, well, that's beautiful. He should have sent you a Birkin, but you know the flowers. <laughs> he <sent him> a <laughs> Birkin, man. I did. I did. Better stop with that Birkin. I told Mo that yesterday. I said, good job. I said, I said Joe's a classy guy. We know that. But should have sent a Birkin. No, he should have. Look <laughs> the fat Joe. Shout out to Joey Crack. The big, the big, big, big show. Biggest show. All right. Now, uh, everybody was talking about the verses also, how they said Nelly walked across the stage and hugged Ashanti. So, during a live uh, conversation with Fat Joe, Remy Martin, Ja, and Ashanti, this is what Ashanti said about the hug. I haven't seen him or spoken to him since we broke up. I don't know, it's six years or something. So I didn't know what to expect. Is this something still there? Is it like Stop this playing is with a... me, John. I wasn't expecting it, but it was positive. It's, you know, you know, Nelly's single now. Yeah, but I ain't. So. Oh, mercy. All right. Well, Nelly, he was on the Big Tigger show, and he talked to Tigger about uh, his thoughts of the whole hug situation. 
it wasn't just like that, man. I said what up to everybody, bro. But, you know, it was like, it was there, it was there. I didn't want no uncomfortable feelings or nothing like that. And I um I just said what up. It was all good. But I said what up to everybody. But they ain't kept that. <laughs> Ashanti just proved that, you know, whenever you, you know, break up with somebody, this, this, that's why you got to keep yourself together. What you mean? Like, just in general, like the way she looks, you got to keep yourself together because, you know, we go to your social media, check on you to make sure, you know, you're still doing good. But if you're not doing good, it's a part of you that's like, well, you know, I didn't lose, I didn't, I'm not missing nothing. But when they looking good and they glowing, you're like, damn, I messed up. Now, there was a time, Charlemagne, where you were petty, Charlemagne, and you would go to old Facebook pictures of old classmates to see how they looked to see if they were still doing bad. Do you still do that? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm healing, brother. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a work in progress. So I'm healing. You know what I'm saying? I do that every once in a while. <laughs> I'm healing, just brother. Go back to you know what I'm saying? I'm a work in progress. You Especially know what I mean? Especially the ones that doubted me just to see how they do. But you know what, though? I don't revel in that. I don't revel in seeing nobody doing bad or looking bad. I send them healing energy. I truly do. That's what I do. Whenever I get those thoughts, when I do go to Facebook, <laughs> then you go back. And I, and I get those thoughts before I laugh, I send healing energy. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you. I don't laugh. You can't do that because you never know. Right. Them tables turn. You Be don't right. know. I'm going to start doing my push-ups today. All right. Now, Cat Williams, he talks about would he possibly do a versus battle and would he be interested in versus? And this is what he said about it. I started versus. The first versus ever promoted was Steve Harvey versus Cat Williams. It was the underground king of comedy and sold as versus. So we don't need to ask me if I would have any interest in things that I am the originator of. Comedically beefing is almost cheating for me. I have over 10 specials, so I don't have to pick but two jokes from each special, and I've already deaded anybody whose last name ain't prior anyway. How would they do a comedy versus, though? What do you mean? Comedians been doing that forever. Like, a comedians been, been, no, comedians been going one-on-one -on -one against each other, snapping on each other forever. Snapping on each other's different, right? But you'd have to do a full set, right? You got 20, you got 20, I got 20. Like You could go joke for joke, and it actually probably would be easier than a, than a versus because your your reaction is going to come from the crowd. So, like, let's just say Cat Williams goes against Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey tells a joke, you can gauge the audience reaction. Cat Williams tells a joke, you can gauge the audience reaction. That Actually, com uh, uh, co comedy versus would be less subjective than a music versus. Some comedians need ramp-up time, though. Like, you know how they got to set a joke up? Nah, not those guys. Yeah, he, like like Kat said, he got 10 specials. He can just choose a joke from every special. You know what I mean? All right, well, that is your rumor report. Now, when we come back, we got to talk to your president, President Biden. We'll tell you about what he's doing and all the crazy stuff he's talking about. We'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. The saga continues. Season 2 of Wu-Tang and American Saga debuts on Hulu September 8th. The Wu-Tang clan will have to overcome even more obstacles, odds, and past beef as they come together to create the iconic album, Enter the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers. Catch up with Season 1 now and stream new episodes of Season 2 on September 8th, only on Hulu. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Angela Yee is out, but let's get in some front page news. The Giants got their ass beat. The Giants did not get their ass beat. They did lose last night. They shouldn't have lost. They had the game won. Knock it off. The, the Washington, well, I don't even know their name anymore. The Washington, Washington football, football team. team. 
They missed the upfield goal. We were great. We won. We had an offsides. They kicked it again, and then they wound up winning. What's y'all record now? I don't know. Butthole and two. I don't know. I'm watching, Butthole Logan. And two. I'm watching Logan and his team play. I don't Butthole know and two Giants. is the Giants record. Now, uh, Biden, he talks about his Build Back Better plan and how he wants to uh, billionaires and the 1% to pay more taxes. Since the pandemic began, billionaires have seen their wealth go up by $1.8 trillion. How is it possible that 55 of the largest corporations in this country paid $0 in federal income taxes? They made over $40 billion in the year 2020, and they paid zero. This is our moment to deal working people back into the economy. This is our moment to prove the American people that their government works for them, not just for the big corporations and those at the very top. Yeah, I agree. Tax them because you taxing us. Okay, so <laughs> nothing nothing grinds my gears more than seeing no. these uh, multi billionaires like Amazon not pay no no money in taxes, but they taking forty percent out of mine every every I, time. I I agree, but to see the problem with that is so you have a lot of people from the pandemic that has has done well that ha- that didn't have anything that invested that took shots at, at things and, and did well and made four hundred thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. But you're gonna tax those people forty percent because now over four hundred thousand dollars is in the one percent, right? So you tax them forty percent, then you look at a company like Amazon. Right. Mm-hmm. Amazon. Now, the, now, the person that made the four hundred thousand dollars, probably the first time they ever made that much money in their life. So you tax them 40 percent. So now they're only really bringing in two hundred thousand dollars. Right. And you mm-hmm. tax them that 40 percent. Then you look at Amazon or you look at some of these airlines that are making billions and get taxed. Nothing. Nothing. That's why I'm hit That's em. foul. Hit them. That's foul. It'll make me feel better. It'll, I, make, it'll make me feel better about my 40 percent. getting Big corporations and super wealth. They have to start paying their fair share of taxes. It's long overdue. I'm not out to punish anyone. I'm a capitalist. If you can make a million or a billion dollars, that's great. God bless you. All I'm asking is you pay your fair share. The top 1%, for example, evade an estimated $160 billion in taxes that they owe each year. Not new taxes, taxes that they owe. It's not an even playing field. My plan would help solve that. Well, this is how he wants to do it. Yeah, that's what he wants to do. I think uh, this is just Charlemagne the God talking. I think uh, black people shouldn't have to pay taxes for 400 plus years or however long we was enslaved. Since they don't want to give us reparations, then let us be free in regards to the IRS. Now, this is Wouldn't how, that be amazing? This is DJ and we talking. I agree. <laughs> this, this is how he give wants to do it. the IRS the resources it needs to keep up with the lawyers and accountants and the super, of the super wealthy. It would ask just for two pieces of information from the banks of these folks. The amounts that come into their bank accounts and what amounts <clears throat> go out of their bank Hell no. so that the wealthy can no longer hide what they're making. That isn't about raising their taxes. It's about the super wealthy finally beginning to pay what they owe, what the existing tax code calls for. Now I think the government wants to control. You want to see what goes in my account and out out my account all the times, and now they want to pass something where they says anything that you put in your account over six hundred dollars, yeah, they have to report wild. to the IRS. No, you, he, you shouldn't be able to see what goes in and out my account. What's going to happen is people are going to take money out the banks and they're going to start putting it back under their mattresses. Yeah, I read something. And how they drop to six hundred? How they go from because it's ten thousand? It's right? ten thousand. Yes. How they go from ten? How you just drop all the way to six hundred? Six hundred. <laughs> dollars six hundred dollars like you only go to five thousand first like half like all the way to like six no they shouldn't be able to check that they shouldn't be able to look in your account to see if you put more than six hundred dollars in your account Mm-mm. and i think i feel like that it affect our community even the most and the most honestly that means it, that means if you are if, if you're one of those people that's outside selling t-shirts or selling this and you put that money in your account that's after a saying. long way day of making money they could they could check your money and start charging no 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 
No. I don't like talking about the IRS. Can we move on, please? Yeah, you're right. I'm uncomfortable right now. I'm sweating. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back from the Golden State Warriors, Andre Iguodala will be joining mm-hmm. us. Now, last time he came up here, we had a conversation with him the next day he was traded. So, we're going to kick it with Andre <laughs> Iguodala when we come back. So, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Power 105.1. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, Andre Iguodala. Welcome back, sir. It's good to be back. How are you, man? How's your spirit? That's good. All right. All right. Now, there was a rumor last time you came here, you was we were talking so much. Then after you left, they traded you. They did. Did we have anything to do with that trade? Anything you set up here, was was that the reason they traded you at all? Because you gave up some secrets, some inside stuff. Was that the reason you were traded? No, I don't think so. I don't, don't think, think it was, so. I don't think it was in the inside. Okay. It was in the inside. No, it was all, it was all up. Oh, okay. And you're back yeah. with the Warriors now. Yeah, I'm back, yeah. And it's going to be your last year? I keep hearing it's going to be a swan song. We'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. It depends on, I'm old, so it depends on how the body holds up. Okay. I feel good, though. I feel good. I think we're going to be... We're going to be pretty good. I think y'all going to be great. The Warriors shouldn't be asleep with saying that sounds crazy. It's true. It's true. But I think y'all going to be great. Y'all just got to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. Well, Clay's be back. I saw Clay and he's in the gym. He's looking good. Young fella's good, too. Wiseman, Wiseman's yes. Good. Wiseman, yes. He's good. He's good. He'll be going to be real good. And this is where Are you always wanted from? to end things, right? Uh, well, I had a lot of um, success there. So looking forward to um, getting back to the guys where I had my success with Core still there, with Draymond, Steph, Clay. So... They got, you know, and some, some good moves, some young guys, and a couple veteran guys. We'll be all right. Did Ben Simmons coming? I have no idea. That's the rumor. <laughs> I mean, but you know how it is. You know, I played in Philly, so Ben just got to keep his head, you know, focused on, you know, what he got to handle and everything else. You know, he's too good of a basketball player. He's so good, everything can work out for him. Now, you, t- you did tell the New York Times this is your final season, though, but you, you don't feel that way fully? I didn't know I told him that. Oh, I thought you told him that was your fine, this was your final season. No. Are you planning for this to be your final season? You know what? I don't know. It's like year by year now. I think okay. when you're at my age, like, you know, I thought last year was my last year a few times. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was just a crazy travel, you know, the, the testing, all that stuff, you know, it wears on you. But, you know, opportunity to go back and play, like, you know, that's home now. So looking forward to it. So when you look at Tom Brady and you see the fact that he's playing in his yeah. 40s, you'd be like, you know what? I still got some more time in these mm-hmm. legs. I'd just be thinking, like, you don't want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you get that old. I mean, you st- yeah. if you still got it, you should still play. But, you know. But he's still busting these young boys up, though. Yo, he looked amazing last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched the opener. I don't watch too much football, but, yeah, he looked good. Like, he didn't look like he was 44. I think he's a masochist. I think he likes pain. And until he finds something that can yeah, give him yeah, that yeah, type yeah, of yeah, pain yeah. on the regular, yeah, yeah. he's not. He's going to stay there. Because yeah. I, I watch him when he's not involved with a play. He's still, boom, bumping yeah, into people. Yeah. Like, you're 44 years old. Like, I had a, a funny conversation with uh, – CJ McCollum. He asked me, he said, you ever felt too rich mm. for this? Mm. <laughs> no, that's a good question. Because you made a lot of money. Mm. So why, why do it now? You got your ring, mm. you got the money. Why? No, I think it's, I mean, some guys just love the game. And like, I think if you play at like a high IQ level, it's stimulating to the mind. Like to play at a high level, to kind of like, you, I'm playing against young kids and I laugh at them all the time. I'm like, there's no way I should be out here with you. But then that kind of wakes you up every morning. Like, you know, you got a purpose. You're giving back to the young guys. I got some young fellas I'm trying to help become great. So... I mean, that locker room, most guys, they, they miss that. You ask guys, like, you know, what do you miss? And they're like, yo, just be in the locker room. It's a lot different, like, because when it stops, like, it stops. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a big part of what I'm trying to do is 
help the young guys and help the NBA players in general realize, like, don't rely on just be, being an athlete. Mm. Like, don't just lean in on being an athlete. Like, it's so much bigger than that. And I got a few things I'm doing on the tech side. It's just like, listen, there's so much power in what we do. And, and kind of bridging tech and sports, you know, you look at TV deals, like Amazon just did a billion-dollar deal just, just for one one night a week of football, like just one. Mm-hmm. Like, how, imagine how much power that is in that. Because the players generate those eyeballs. And then, like, the TV bundle is supposed to have been done broke up, but cable's still around because of sports. Like, imagine how much money that is. What are you doing in tech? So I do a lot of investing individually. I'm, like, in, like, 55 tech companies. If you go back companies, you know, like uh, Zoom uh, mm-hmm. has some success in. It's a company called uh, PagerDuty. You might not be familiar with, but it's a it's a SaaS company, which is enterprise. And uh, anytime your app breaks down, they're the ones who get it right back up to work, mm-hmm. right back up to speed. Coinbase, mm-hmm. Robinhood. Um, it started with it started with you know out of fear. You know, you do a lot of things out of fear, and that's just trying to protect, you know, all your assets and everything you had. And uh, my business partner Rudy Klein Thomas is like open up an e trade account. This was like. 2008 mm-hmm. and from there I started investing in tech stocks and I did a lot of growth on the in the public markets mm-hmm. so now I was like what's this world called the private markets he goes out to Silicon Valley starts doing some research then I end up playing for the Warriors we start cold emailing VCs and it's like what is this private world and it's like you're investing in the company when it's you know valued at nine million dollars in a series a and now the company, you know, like Airbnb or like Stripe is, is valued at $100 billion. Mm-hmm. But if you invested at $9 million, 50000 you know, multiply whatever that growth is, your 50000 turns into $50 million, mm-hmm. you know, and then you learning how businesses grow. <clears throat> and then you learning like, how was that guy able to buy a whole sports team by himself? You know, right. how was Steve Ballmer able to buy the Clippers by himself? Mm-hmm. Nobody else has to come in. And he started with Microsoft. And when he got into Microsoft, it was worth wherever it's worth now it's a trillion dollar market cap company you know we talk about teams you know because you talk about the Warriors and you can name the people that's on you with the Warriors but talk about somebody like Rudy Rudy's like yeah the best kept secret yeah, for yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, people yeah 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 so he so Rudy's funny because he doesn't want anyone to know mm-hmm. you know and 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 those are the people that I, I value the most the people that don't do it for the fame they don't do it to be in the front of a magazine like they're trying to build some you know uh generational wealth and you know we were talking yesterday uh with something that we're building and it, the news will come out about that sometime soon, but we're building something and basically we're turning athletes into VCs, you know, and then we, we're starting to throw uh, like these tech dinners. Uh, I hope I'm not giving out too many, too much information. Yeah, I might have to edit all this. Yeah, so <laughs> no, but, but what we're doing, we're identifying athletes and it's like, listen, you've amassed this great wealth, but like there's enough, another layer to it. And it's not even about getting the money, it's about taking, like I heard a yesterday analogy, you putting a Band-Aid over a bullet wound. And that's what we do as athletes. It's like we give back to our communities. We give back to our hometowns. And it's just like we just putting a band-aid over a bullet wound. It's like it's only going to keep up for the next, you know, as long as you plan. But when you're done playing, your budget, your money looking different, you're not able to give back as much. So, you know, the only way to really fix these things is change the infrastructure. Right. Mm-hmm. But to change the infrastructure, you need the capital to do that. And that's where you talk about endowments. And you wonder why, you know. You know, it's Ivy League schools, like, they don't have to give out, you know, like, scholarships. Like, they can just say, you can come on, you know, you can go to school for free. Mm-hmm. Or, or they can give out scholarships, I should say. Uh, but they don't have to give out athletic scholarships. It's like everything funds itself because they have trillion-dollar, you know, endow- endowments. And it's like, you look at HBCUs, and it's like, they don't have the same type of infrastructure. And then when, uh, you know, when there's the pandemic and you can't have sports, now the school can't be su- 
support it because they were relying on the, the revenue from the sports. So, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, we're the, we're probably the most uh, visible group of wealth uh, of black people on earth as as professional athletes. So there's a way we can leverage that into real wealth, real dollars, and then it's not to have all that money. It's just to accumulate it just so we can give it back, start building the right infrastructure for and our it's people. True because Man, I'm glad you sometimes said people yeah. will also see athletes and take advantage of the fact that they have this new wealth and you'll do bad investments and lose your money. So you want to make sure you're doing the most educated, informed investments that you can. So that's great. 100%, 100%. And the funny thing is like we don't see the same type of investments that, you know, the real wealthy see. And um, there was just an African-American, uh, I won't say his name because I don't want to get him in trouble, but he's the only black man on this one board. It's a trillion dollar cap company. And somebody probably Google it and figure him out. But mm-hmm. he gave me like some, just some game, like, listen, invest what they invested in. It's the investments they don't tell you about. You know, when they tell you, okay, invest in this, invest in a barbershop or invest in a record label, he was like, ask them what they invested in. That's what you invest in. I mean, I know this already, but just him giving me that game and he, you know, he was, you know, giving me some game, like, you know, it's find a way to get in. You know, it's like identify the problem and then try to solve it. It's like, okay, why aren't we owners in these franchises? You know, why isn't there something within the uh, collective bargaining that says that an athlete will be able to uh, have a piece of the pie on the ownership side, you know, not just revenue share. So, you know, we're just starting to think different. We're starting to spread the information. We're not keeping it to ourselves. And I think that's really powerful. All right, we have more with Andre Iguodala. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Golden State Warrior Andre Iguodala. Charlemagne? You know, I'm glad you said what you said about the uh, the schools, because I think I read a stat the other day. I think Harvard at one time had a $40.9 billion endowment, mm-hmm. but all the HBCUs combined was only like $3 billion something. Correct. All of them combined crazy. compared crazy. to this one school. So what are you doing to get more money into the HBCUs? I think we're starting it. You know, you saw uh, one person off the top of my head was uh, Master P. And, you mm-hmm. know, his son is a, is a great ball player. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember reading a book, $40 Million Slaves. I think it was William uh, Roden was his name, I believe. And he was saying, imagine if the Fab Five went to an HBCU mm-hmm. as opposed to going to Michigan. Mm-hmm. And think about how much money they generated. Think how much money Nike generated off these athletes. And they couldn't benefit from it at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then NCAAs, they, they're pretty crafty. And, and they just passed a law that athletes can get paid. But no money came out of the NCAA's pocket. It's like the wild, wild west. So, you know, imagine players start going back to HBCUs and then we start getting those TV deals. Mm-hmm. And then that's generating... A lot of you know, a lot of money. There's a lot of power and a lot of wealth as black athletes, and and uh, we just got to start thinking uh, strategically, start building together. You know, you get one or two classes of the top players going to HBCUs. You got to showcase them because there's a lot of money in that, and you start building. But you know, that's sacrifice. That's what I'm saying. What would be your pitch to those young athletes to pick a South Carolina State or a Howard over a Duke yeah. or a North Carolina? Like, what would you tell them? I think just start thinking different. You know what I'm saying? You know, you try not to say too much because, you know. You know. Yeah, you don't know who's watching. I exactly. Got you. You but, know but, but I'm, I'm with difficult. you. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's really hard. I'm with you. Because, you know, kid look at TV and be like, my, my, those schools that you named, Duke and Kentucky, LSU, yeah. UCLA, those are on TV. Yeah. Hampton and Howard and, and right. FAMU, they're not. So for a kid, he wants the exposure so he can probably make it to the NBA or make it to the yeah. NFL or make it to, you know, wherever. You know, well, that's I think, the hard part. I think now, though, it, don't, it doesn't really matter where you go as much anymore. Like, it used to really matter, like, where you went to school, your exposure. Can people see you? Can you develop with you the best talent? You don't think it matters talent? anymore? 
it doesn't matter as much as you used to. You know, you got kids going overseas for a year. You got kids going to the G League. Uh, overtime started a new league where they're paying high school kids, or, uh, like starting as freshmen in high school. So there's different models. It's being disrupted. That's what we're talking about. Tech, tech has disrupted kind of everything, and 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 it started with you know this is entertainment at the end of the day, and right. it disrupted entertainment. You see a lot of tech in in Hollywood now. Uh, I think if you get, you know, we got enough, we've generated enough wealth as African American, and we got a lot of uh, African American men and women who you know we can that that B mark is attainable now. Like it's not something that's far fetched anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can put a fi- Power 5 conference together or a Power 5 schools of the HBCUs uh, that's, you know, okay, you go to these five schools if you want to be good in sports, and you can kind of build up through that. And then you can do, like, revenue sharing with the other HBCUs to help them build up a- along the way as well. You know, there's different models you can try to take. And, uh, like, I, like, it's all about sacrificing, which is really hard. You can't you can't just ask anybody to easily sacrifice because it's, it's a lot that goes into it. And I would think that now with uh, athletes being able to get paid off their likeness, that right. might be more appealing too. Like yeah. you, you get some of these companies to design fly jerseys. Right, right. I would like. I wear a fly Howard jersey or something. You 100%, know, hundred percent. Balling. Hundred percent. And you got you know you got a lot of different people that are are getting into the culture. We, we've always been accepting of everybody taking our you know our cool factor and using that to you know uplift their brands. Is that yeah. one of the reasons you're sticking around, the NBA? Yes, for sure, for sure. <laughs> now, I didn't I did want to say that, but, like, that's a big part of it. It's like, yo, I got some unfinished business to do with what I'm trying to do off the court, how I'm trying to, you know, I've been working with the union for, like, the last eight, nine years, like, very closely. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we've been making our strides. You know, we uh, Michelle Robertson did an unbelievable job. Like, we oh, were, I love Michelle. We went to the same college. Right, so we were the first, you know, uh, major sports leagues to hire a woman mm-hmm. uh, to lead our union, and she's Dope. been incredible. She started Think 450, which is for profit arm, um, and you know, not just accepting uh, the NBA saying here's a check for your likeness. It's like no, we want to take our likeness back, and then we're going to actually have a business arm, and we're going to grow that, and, and we're not relying on the NBA just to uh, you know bring in all the all the income. We're going to start having our piece of the pie that we bring to the table as well. So it's just about thinking outside the box, learning from experience, uh, and then just trying to figure out ways where we can have real ownership in this thing. When you see an athlete like Ben Simmons, who they're saying is might be traded to the Warriors, what what do you tell him? You know, for somebody who they made fun of the way he shoots, mm-hmm. they made fun of the way you know he passed the ball instead of shoot, and that has to get to his mental, that has to get to his psyche. So, what do you tell a, a, a player like that? Yeah, well, I played in Philly, so you know I understand. You know, and like Philly, New York is one of the hardest places. Yeah, to yeah, play. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they're just passionate about you know their sport. So you know, I would tell him just you know do what you love doing. And he, he obviously he's one of the best. He's still one of the best up and coming basketball players. He's got to be in his mind a little bit. Yeah. Every time he's about to shoot, yeah. he got to be. But it's funny because he's still he's so young. You know what I mean? Like people forget. Like we're calling like twenty one and twenty two year old kids bust, and it's like you know, kid. Like back in the day, you didn't even touch the floor until you were 25, 26. Mm-hmm. Like how mm-hmm. crazy is that? Like this kid is like nowhere near the surface of his of his potential. So like he's got so much room of growth. And the crazy thing is, he's like top two player defensively in the league. Like he's a, like top two best defensive player in the entire league. Like, that ain't something you just throw around lightly. So, he'll be fine. He's a great player. Uh, he's one of the best passers in the league. Uh, he still causes a lot of problems for guys on the court. So, for him, for, I would tell him, man, just enjoy enjoy life. You know, like, I've been through that. And, and it can be tough. Like, you know, there's real trauma that comes behind. Like, everybody watching you every move. You go to work every day, and it's probably one of the most stressful times mm-hmm. that you'll ever, you'll ever see. So, you know. You know, it's only going to help you build. If you get through this, it's going to help you become stronger on the other end. Yes, I agree with you. But it's so easy to say that. But, man, mentally, when 
you get so much feedback about yourself right. in real time at 22 years old. Like, you know, we're having all these conversations about mental health and mental well-being. Right. I'm sure players had breakdowns back in the day. That's probably why they never did realize their full potential. True story. And mm-hmm. that's why, like, a lot of guys struggle when they lead a game. It's because of what they went through while they played it. You know, you see a lot of trauma coming from dealing with the media or not being able to voice your opinion, you know. And if you go back to tech, it goes always go back to tech. Like, you got guys being able to, now we can, you can have your own platform. Now you can have your own podcast. Now you can tweet. Now you can speak mm-hmm. your mind now. Like, that's, that's it's helping guys, but at the same time, it's like now you're, you've made the problem worse because you're trying to answer to everybody. As mm-hmm. opposed to back in the day, you only had to answer to two or three reporters. So, mm-hmm. Uh, the the issue back then was they controlled the narrative. Now you can kind of control your own narrative. And like I've been through it. Like I've had some some tough times in Philly or just in general. Period. Like like everywhere I've been. Like I've had like in Philly. Playing in Philly was tough. Or like in Denver, you know there was whatever that was there. And then that with the Warriors, you know we're one of the most visible teams in basketball history. And they watching your every move and the stress of that. And what was your toughest time? Was the, it Warriors or was like, it Philly? Seventy three uh, and nine. Right, seventy three. Game and nine. seven, NBA Finals. LeBron James blocks yeah. you from behind. You like, should I, <laughs> should I have dumped it? Why you put that trauma on that man? That's, I'm just no. saying, you got to relive that over and over because you see it over and over. That's yeah. LeBron's biggest yeah, highlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like you have to, you kind of like, like sometimes, like as, as as black men, like I always tell, like my my best friend is Evan Turner who played in the league, and he I was, saw him out there. I was like, why yeah. is you, you and, Evan Turner? That's again? like my best friend. Okay, like you know, you re- building real bonds, like. I had a old, I had a really good uh, veterans like Aaron McKee was my guy, Philly guy, and he was like, "Listen, man, you got to bond with guys right now because you paying for all your guys going vacation now. When you forty five, you're not paying for right. six guys <laughs> going vacation right. with you. You only going on vacation with people who can go on vacation <laughs> with right. you. So the, the guys you with now is the people you're gonna be with when you 50, 60, 70. Like Correct. they can relate to you and they can help you through your trauma. So like that's like my brother. Like mm-hmm. for real, I'm closest with him to anybody. Dope. But I mean, he played in Philly and he was he was one of the few players that won every single trophy in college. He got all these crazy trophies and people was like, okay, if he's not like Michael Jordan, then he's you know he didn't pan out. I was like, bro, and we had to remind each other. I'm like, bro, you one of the best players like ever. Do you realize that? And, like, you know, I even talk to, like, my teammates now, like, you know, like a Steph Curry. I'd be like, yo, have you ever sat back and thought, like, I'm the greatest at what I do, like, in human history? Like, I laugh with his dad. Like, his dad is my guy. And I'd be like, yo, your son is the best ever. He'd be like, I know. And I think as black men, we kind of have to uplift each other because all we do is take hits all day. We're talking about Ben Simmons. Like, all Mm -hmm. you do is taking shots. But if you look back, when it's all said and done, it was like he wanted the best out of Australia, like, in a whole country, like, ever. So that's a part of that process where we got to start. You know, they, they, the young folks say, like, you got to give your flowers while we're still alive. I think we got to kind of, we got to get back to that. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Andre Iguodala. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Golden State Warrior Andre Iguodala. Charlemagne? I got two more basketball questions for you. Uh, Max Kellerman said you should be the one to take the last shot. Max, my guy, he good people. Word. So that was, that was just because y'all friends, or he really believes that? I, I don't know. I didn't know him be- <laughs> prior to that. You weren't shocked. Were you shocked when you heard that? No, nah, I mean, if you understand how the whole system works, okay, like you ain't surprised if you hear anything. I mean, I've had some success making important shots. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not known as a shooter, but like when I had to make a shot, I made a shot. So clutch. Over Steph, though, over Steph, you take that shot over Steph. I mean, like, if I'm the coach, 
I'm going to Steph. Like, you know, that's common sense. You know, I got that. Mm -hmm. I got common sense. So, yeah, I'm going with Steph cause just because his body of work and, like, do different. But, like, I understand, like, I've had great moments because Steph's so good. So, he getting all the attention. They left me open. I made an open shot. Mm -hmm. You know, and he just made the right play. So, but you got to understand how these, like, how different shows work, entertainment works. Like, the ESPN, Disney has a large TV deal with the NBA. They do our games. So, there's a lot of coverage around basketball because they want to draw in viewers. They want to draw in attention. So, you're going to get somebody saying something crazy. There's a discussion behind it. Now it lives on forever. And then now I'm walking around in public. You got a bunch of white kids that repeat, I won't egg a dollar all the time. I mean, that's just that's just a cool thing about it. But you break down like real basketball. It's like, nah, I wouldn't do that. How does Steph practice that shot when y'all in practice? Because his shots, they it's not a perfect arch. It's not a perfect, but it True goes story. in. It seems yeah. like he just has a connection with the rim. How does he practice that? I mean. It'd be five people on him. It'd look like he'd chuck it. And you'd be like, there's no way. And then. He just built different. Like, some dudes just got, like, God-given talent. Like, if people who, like, waver on what they believe in, like, if you see, when you see special stuff like that, it's like, it's got to be something up there. Like, yo, that ain't that ain't regular. And, uh, but he, we works hard. Like, you realize the best players work really hard. Like, people think, like, oh, man, that's just crazy. Like, he just God-given. Like, he God-given, but he put that work in. Like, you know, he made 100 threes in a row. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, I don't take nothing from Bron. Bron is one of the greatest of all time. But when you're talking about somebody who revolutionized the sport yeah. of basketball in the last decade, last it's Steph Curry without a doubt. Yeah, I think he changed the game. I think, you know, one thing he brought to the game that people don't realize, like, you looked at it soft if you were having too much fun playing basketball. Like, if you look at, like, Charles Barkley yeah. and them, Anthony Mason with the Knicks, Charles Oakley, like, it was like you beat somebody up, right? Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was a weakness if you were smiling on the court. Like, you had to be mean. This man, Mancho thing, it was like, you know, like, you know, kind of Pat Riley style basketball. Like it was, but when Steph Curry came through, he started laughing, he started, you know, mm -hmm. shimmying and he shoot from half court. And then now you're seeing this trickle down effect. You know, you're seeing Trey Young, you know, you're seeing like Dame Lillard, like you're seeing Luka Doncic. These dudes yeah. just shooting step backs from half court and everybody going crazy. And it's kind of like, this is, it's like you can have joy now. Like you can laugh and you can play. Like that's like a, real like generational effect that comes from this one dude and it's just like something special like like I said you know you got to give people their flowers while they here like he, he revolutionized now do you do you play back that block in your head a lot <laughs> no I'm just saying I, I want, crazy. no I just want to know how hard, it, you got all that how hard is it to get over something like that no, like, do you ever it don't bother me okay okay you know why it doesn't bother me like to be honest first of all like we take a lot away from Kyrie Irving like Kyrie Irving is He's busy. One of the most different human beings I've ever seen play basketball. And what he did that entire series, it was like, yo, don't take away from what he did. Mm -hmm. And then he made that shot at the end of the game, which LeBron caught up. Like, LeBron's the smartest basketball player ever. Like, I don't have no problem. When Isaiah Thomas broke down, like, LeBron James never had a Hall of Fame coach coach him. And he had so many different coaches throughout his career for him to have the success he had with all the expectations he had like that's different mm -hmm. LeBron's smartest player I've ever seen like he'll, he'll remember like a, a whole seven play sequence what exactly happened like it's amazing but like Kyrie Irving is you know and I think LeBron had you know LeBron helped him realize his potential and, and he's been maximizing it but uh yeah like if a guy like LeBron James blocked his shot like he do that all the time like mm -hmm. yeah. when it happened during the game I'm like that was incredible like I said that I'm like damn that shit was crazy mm -hmm. and it's just like you know <laughs> You just you just give him respect with respect this dude. So you and, know. Not, and not to mention that's God, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You up three one, 
they come back and win the series. Like yeah, you can't yeah, even yeah, put yeah, it down yeah, onto yeah. that one player. There's, just, there's some external factors if y'all want some. You know, if you want some. What's the external factors? I mean, Draymond didn't, Draymond didn't finish the series for some odd reason. Uh, he played Game Seven. Yeah, but he missed he game. game seven. Five he, or six, right? He five. Made, he missed just five. Yeah, they sent him home. No, was it five? I yeah. think he was thrown out in five. He came back six. Oh, he was thrown out five. He missed thrown game out four. No, he missed game five. Missed he game missed game five. five. He missed yeah. game five. And but that was a home game. We going back home up three one. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 changed the whole series right there. So it was. But rigged. they did. They died. They did. They thing. Like they. Like one thing I always say about was it know, rigged? No, I don't think it was rigged. I, I mean, if you got a guy, if like the 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 best team should like, best team should always win, or a team that's worthy of a championship should always win a championship. Like, yeah, they deserve that. Yeah. I want to see you do Earn Your Leisure podcast, man. You ever heard of Earn Your Leisure podcast? I haven't. You should do Earn Your Leisure podcast. Right. Like they're 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 a financial literacy podcast. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. But I, I got a question for you. Like, you know, why give your IP out? What do you mean? Like why why give like every time I do a podcast like it's like a really good podcast. He owns the mm-hmm. network. Oh, you own the network. Yeah, they own smart man. Yeah, Black Effect Podcast <laughs> Network. So you want me to give you my IP? You want me no, to give you my content? No, <laughs> no I, I got you though. But they my partners. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I'm par- with I partner I'm with, with them. I'm with it. I'm with it. No, they got I'll, their I'll, own I'll, brand. I always tell like certain guys. I'm like, bro, you got a lot of great content, man. Don't just give it out. Like, don't just do like. Okay, I understand like doing a couple podcasts, but like don't do 20 podcasts and they're all good. I'm like, you just had your own series. You yeah. had your own you had oh, your absolutely, own absolutely. company right there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm being real strategic in terms of like what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to say I'm the Would you like to launch a podcast, Andre Goodall? I don't know. Let's talk. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, yeah. Behind the scenes. Word up. No, I got some stuff. It's in the works already. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's in the works. Okay. No, I but I said yes, that is T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're figuring it out. We're figuring mm-hmm. it out. But you know, like be strategic in what you do. Like you're very strategic in what you do. Like I think all they are. Like that's where I think a lot of people gravitate towards y'all and what y'all doing, especially for the community. And then like y'all do a really good job of like y'all just don't call somebody and say, yo, come on the air. Like I don't think people really understand like the work that goes into what we do. Like that kind of gets taken for granted. I think we have to start normalizing like, okay, working really hard is that's how you succeed. Absolutely. We got to hold ourselves accountable, not to accept you know the, the situation we've been we've been we've been handling. But no, that's why I said I, I would love to see you on that podcast because it's like you're here, you're Andre Iguodala, and you dispense a different level of information mm-hmm. that people may not even think you'd be giving out, and they'll listen to you more right. about tech and everything mm-hmm. else than they would mm-hmm. the actual tech mm-hmm. guy. I could put Rudy here right now; Rudy will get twenty thousand views on right, YouTube. Right, right. You know what 100%, I'm saying? Hundred percent. So, but you will get a half a million, a million. You know, yeah. so it's different. It's yeah. just but packaging. I gotta, I, is but different. I gotta say something crazy to, to draw in the view- viewers. Hmm? I have to say it's like you have to say something crazy to get maybe, maybe not I don't know maybe maybe right, not exactly and, and it's like if I'm like I'm like y'all saying that you know I think it was you, you heard something different it was like you know they took one line it was like did you hear the sentence before and the sentence after yeah I was, yeah but I was like you know the Warriors is probably, it's the worst it's the best uh, organization I've ever been in in terms of you know making sure players get this get that get this get that and then I was just like you know uh, a situation with injury that every player has and then there was like you know you the know, headline like, is Andre Godala says Warriors force players to play when they're injured right. exactly because <laughs> yeah, the decision was up to me and I yeah. made the decision to go out there so it was if anything happens it's on me and I was trying to make that come across like KD was ready to go and they asked him like are you sure we want to make sure you're safe but nobody heard that and yeah, then that wasn't the headline like, that yeah. was but I, I get upset sometimes because they don't even do that to us that upsets me sometimes we appreciate you for joining us, But they got us, the brother. complexion for the protection. There you go. <laughs> it's Andre Iguodala. It's the Breakfast Club. Thank you again, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. 
in my feelings. She my therapist. I'm a oh my god. <laughs> no, don't talk to the cop. Talk to your actual therapist. Go get a therapist, okay? All right. Don't go to substances when you need somebody to talk to. You know you're gonna have to say that every time because we play that every. <laughs> I was just like, my this deja vu. <laughs> just I was this. like, what happened? I feel like I just said this. My goodness. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk investments. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. All right. Let's talk about some of your favorite artists or favorite celebrities and some of the things that they invested in. All right. Now, shout to Yo Gotti. I love what Yo Gotti's doing out there. I love the, the, the moves he's making, the investments he's doing. Uh, he reaches an agreement to purchase his stake in a major league soccer team. Mm. He's a part of the investment group to, uh, that is investing in the major league soccer team in D.C. Wow, dropping the clues box for Yo Gotti. Soccer's big business. I love that. Not really here that. in the States, but you know, it could be. No, it is. It's getting there. It's getting there. A lot of people <laughs> love uh, soccer. Uh, Nas and Pusha T. Shout to Nas and Pusha T. Uh, they are among five million investors in a new streaming platform set to rival Spotify, Apple, and Tidal. Uh, Audius has announced a five million round of strategic, in addition to Nas and Pusha T, uh, Katy Perry, Jason Derulo, uh, Steve Aoki, uh, the Chainsmokers, and more are getting in early on this new streaming platform. Sounds like they're following the uh, the title model. Yeah. yeah, that's what Jay did. You know, mm-hmm. Jay went and got all the artists, gave them equity in in, in the company. And I mean, Title's still around. Title, by the way, Title is the best streaming service, sound wise. That's the one I use the most. Uh, that's I have Title and Apple, but I use Title the most for sure. That's the only one I have. I don't have any other. Uh-huh. I have yeah. All I have is Title. I don't have any other. My I got kids, Apple. my kids use uh, Spotify too, but I don't do Spotify. I just do Apple. Like, I just do Title. I mean, all right. Now also Trubify, T R U B I F Y, uh, your favorite DJ. I just invested in that. Trubify is Ooh, nice. A, no, me DJ Envy. Uh, oh. yo, you a hater, bro? <laughs> Why'd you, you say my hater. favorite DJ? Who's your favorite you, DJ? You didn't lead that one right. You Who? said your, your favorite DJ. Oh, D Nice. Who's your favorite DJ? Listen, ninety percent of the people was thinking D Nice when you no, said that. Okay. Who's your favorite DJ? D Nice. Okay, all right. Well, Trubify <laughs> is a new platform that actually pays creators. They pay them a lot more. So I always do the math. I mean, if if you uh, let's say get. 8 million monthly listeners like The Breakfast Club does uh, weekly. Uh, you would get paid $100,000. So they play 10 times what any other platform pays you, and that's creative. So you can, if you are a keyboardist or a singer or you want to post a video or podcast, whatever you do, you get paid 10 times. The money goes directly to the creators, and I thought that was dope. Trubify, T-R-U-B-I-F-Y, definitely check it out. Now, T.I. and his wife, it looks like they won't face sexual assault charges in L.A. because the statute of limitations in that case has expired. So that case has been dropped. So no charges against T.I. and Tiny. All right. Little baby. He speaks about getting got by buying a fake Patek Philippe. Now, how did that happen? I saw that on social media yesterday and I was sitting there wondering, how do you spend $400,000 on something that's fake? All right. Well, let me explain it. So Patek Philippe, they released this 40th anniversary watch. Now, this 40th anniversary watch, I think there was only like 100 made. So it was a bigger watch than what most people get as in size. So Khaled purchased a watch. Uh, I purchased a watch two, three years ago. Are they real? Yes, absolutely positively real. But you can't get them. So you have to get them aftermarket. So if you want them, you have to buy them aftermarket. I sold mine. I made a a big, a good coin selling mine. Uh, How much did you pay for it? Might as well tell us. 80. 
80000 Okay, mm-hmm. and how much did you sell it for? 125 Okay, that's a good flip. Uh, I should have held it a lot longer because now they're worth about $300,000. Wow. So the watch that little baby had was worth eighty grand a few years ago. Yes. And it's appreciated in value to 400000 Appreciated in value to about, yeah, about 400000 So let's just say it was real and he spent 400000 for it. Would it continue to appreciate? It will continue to appreciate. Okay. It's a limited edition. It's 40th anniversary. It's the biggest watch that Patek makes. And it's, it's a great watch. So I guess he bought it after market from a jeweler, and, and it was fake. There's a website called Fake Watch Buster who uh, looks at everybody's watches, uh, mine included, uh, and they just talk about if your watch is real or fake. Um, they hit me up a, a couple of times about... Well, you watch fake? No, about different celebrities who wear fake watches. So how he got got? Get, a, get to that point. He bought a fake watch <laughs> from an aftermarket person, and when he posted the watch, Fake Watch Buster seen that it was fake... And put up there. So, I mean, you don't know. You're like, you're buying it from an aftermarket. Like, if you think what about it. What does aftermarket mean? All these jewelers on the on the district. In the Diamond District, they sell watches and jewelry. Uh, all these jewelers that sell, you know, everywhere. Like, like all the jewelers we deal with. Well, that's that's aftermarket. The difference between me and all of y'all is when I go to the aftermarket, I ask for the fake jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Salute to me and my guy, Pete Davidson. About five, six years ago, me and Pete Davidson went to the aftermarket. And bought fake Cuban link chains. Because my thought process was like, look, you're a Pete Davidson. Correct. Okay. I'm Charlamagne. I think I think we can get away with this. Correct. All right. I don't think nobody will notice. Nobody would know, no. <laughs> but you know, I got got one time too when I first bought a, mm-hmm. I bought a chain and the rubies, the emeralds and all that was fake. Mm. I bought it from one of your favorite jewelers that everybody talks about in zillion rap songs. I thought it was real because I went to him. And it was fake. But you can't tell that it's fake? Like, if you buy a Patek Philippe... A Patek Philippe. A Philippe Bank... What's it called? Patek Philippe. The Philippe Child. If you buy the Philippe Child, right? How do you... If you spend 400000 there's nothing that can tell that you can tell it's fake. Because back in the day, didn't Rolexes, fake Rolexes ticked or something like that? Yeah, but, I mean, as time went on, they made Rolex that don't tick anymore that or, you would know. They make fake paperwork and all that. And the or, only way to really know is if you go to Patek Philippe store. But if, if like, Rolex, you buy a fake Rolex... You know, you're not going to the Rolex, though. I'll tell you one thing. You have to really know how to fight. Uh, you got some real shooters around you to sell somebody a watch for $400,000 and know it's fake. Boy, but, you got some balls on you. But I'm sure the jeweler probably didn't know it was fake either. He probably bought it from somebody as an investment, and he sold it, and he didn't know it was fake. It happens wow. all the time. But I'm sure he got his money back, though. Hmm. I'm sure he got his money back, though. And that is your rumor report. I wanted to get into Wendy Williams and everything, but we'll get into that next hour. Now, Charlemagne. Yes. Who you throwing your donkey to? Oh, uh, man, it's a woman in Alabama named Nanette Waldrop. Or Nanette Waldrop. She needs to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with her. You got to leave people, kids alone. We'll talk about it. Her name is what? Nan- I don't what? know. All right. I don't know. All right. Well, I can't get, even pronounce we'll get to the, like a watch. We'll get I to can't the, afford. We'll get to the donkey today up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Envy and the General Insurance is all about making your life easier. The General has flexible payment options and they allow you to choose your payment date and how you pay. They accept cash, card, or check. Call 800 General or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. This don't be a donkey because right now you want some real donkey shit. It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, donkey of the day for Friday, September 17th goes to an Alabama woman by the name of Nanette Waldrop. Now, Nanette, I'm sending you healing energy, and I want you to know that even though I'm giving you donkey of the day, I feel your pain, and I'm using this as an opportunity to teach. 
more so than anything, okay? And the lesson to be learned in this situation is easy. Leave people's kids alone, okay? And parents, teach your children to leave other people's kids alone because earlier this week, we took a Florida woman by the name of Ashley Ruffin to Breakfast Club Court because she had to intervene in an altercation between her son who's in middle school and a young man who he got into an altercation with a couple of times, okay? Mama happened to be there. Mama Ashley happened to be there uh, the second time her son and dude got into it. So she intervened, and she ended up getting arrested and charged with battery and child abuse. What is a parent, okay, especially a mom, supposed to do? Stand there and watch her child, her baby, get beat up, okay? So I understand why Ashley Ruffin intervened. Now, Nanette Waldrop situation, Nanette, just a little bit different because her son... Uh, I don't know if it was a son. This a child. Her child was getting bullied by another student. So Nanette decided to intervene. Let's go to WVTM NBC 13 for the report, please. A Jefferson County mom facing assault charges after an incident on a school bus as students were boarding the bus in Centerpoint. Deputies tell us that Nanette Waldrop got on the bus and confronted an 11-year-old student suspected of bullying her child. Waldrop was arrested for assault, trespassing, and disorderly conduct. Mm. Nanette, I understand. Okay, I got three young daughters. I'm riding for mine. But if your child is getting bullied, you can't hop on the school bus and, you know, end up in a fight with an 11-year-old child. Like, come on now. You're 37 years old. When you're a grown person and your young child is being bullied, you reach out to that child's parents and tell them control their kids. Tell them stop their child from bullying yours. And you let the parent know, if your child doesn't stop bullying my child, then I'm going to beat you up. Okay, I tell my daughter that all the time. My 13-year-old, somebody bother you at school, let me know because I'm going to beat their daddy up. All right, that's my mindset. Parents will pay for the dysfunction of their children. Now, I'm going to tell you why the reason or why the lesson is leave people's kids alone because, see, this creates a cycle of assault. Your child bullies my child. Okay, you know, I, as the parent, confront the child bullying my child, put hands on them, and now... That child's parent is coming for the fade. Wouldn't you, Envy? Yes. Regardless, okay? I don't give a damn if my child was bullying your child. You don't discipline my child. You don't put hands on my child. I don't care if my child was right or wrong. I'm coming to put hands on you now. Okay? That's why I say leave people kids alone. Them kids. No, no, Ebony K. Williams, you cannot say F those kids, okay? There is a way for us to handle kids bullying other kids, and it starts with us, the parents, carrying ourselves like the adults we are. And if we, the adults, can't get on the same page, then I just got to beat your daddy up, and my wife going to have to beat somebody mama up. But please, leave people kids alone. F*** your kids. Montero, no! Okay, it's not F those kids. All right. Now, look, by all means, don't let nobody beat up on your child. Don't let nobody bully your child. But also, don't forget you're an adult. Please give that net wall drop the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. Tough spot to emotionally be in. You know, when you're 37 years old and you love your babies and your babies come home and tell you that, you know, they're being bullied or, you know, somebody hurt them, I get it. You know what I mean? But you can't run up on the school bus and end up in a fight with an 11-year-old. Why not? And shut up. 
<laughs> Shut up, now, man. I'm serious. I mean, the first time, yes, I get it. But you continue, continue. They, you take it to the parents. If bosses talk to bosses. If you continually, no, you man. Know, take bosses talk child, to bosses. You, now you got to have this conversation. Hey, 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 hey. Little, you have it with the parent. Little whatever your name no, is. No, Let no, me no, tell no, you no, something. No, Let me no, tell no, you something. My daughter no. came off this bus no. again crying. No. You gonna have a problem because I'm gonna whip your ass, your mama ass, your grandpa no. ass, your grandmama ass, your aunt ass, and your uncle. You got to start with the daddy first. You start with the daddy, and you tell the daddy. All of that you just said. You said, if your child don't stop bullying my child, I'm going to beat your ass. My wife going to beat your mom at your wife ass. We're going to have a royal rumble of families I'm going to give you one or two. But the, the, no, the I ain't third, giving you two. Now. You the, getting... the second time my daughter come off that bus crying, look, look, me and you, whatever your name is, little one, we, we got to have this conversation. I would just add your, add your name to the mix. Then. Just say after them kids. Then. Uh, hey. <laughs> and I don't want to play guess what race it is because I know what race it is. <laughs> my race because I would do the same thing. I'm getting on that bus. Puerto Rican? I'm black. Dominican. I'm black. You think that was a Dominican? No, I think it was black. Oh. Were they black? I'm not saying. <laughs> were they black? I'm not saying. Tell me. I'm not saying. Tell me. No. Tell me. No. They were black. No. Nope. Had to be. Had nope. to be. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Now, when we come back. Man, can we can we please? You know, it's Friday, right? It's Friday. And this is the Breakfast Club. We don't do this is stuff like club. this. This isn't Sway. This isn't the LA Leakers. You know what I mean? But, man, there's this kid, man, named LaRussell from Vallejo, California. Is it Vallejo? Do you say it Vallejo, like Vallejo, California. Okay, Vallejo. You know what I'm saying? My man, Hovain, uh introduced me to him. You know, he runs with Hovain. This kid is this kid is special, man. So, why not? It's Friday. Didn't 106 Park used to do Freestyle Friday? Yeah, they did. They why did. not? Okay, all right. Why not? So, when we come back, uh, we're going to have LaRussell up here. And we're going to kick it with him for a little bit, and we're going to let him spit. Will we have time to take calls, too, to see what people think? I wonder. I mean, we can do what we want to do. Okay, let's do it. I'll, let's drop one of the Pop Smoke songs, or, you know. Yeah, let's let's take out Pop Smoke for a second, and then we go. <laughs> God know, bless the dead. God bless yeah. the dead. Yeah. All right. And give you on. We're gonna take give you on. I want to give you on records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. And then we're gonna take the calls. All right. 800-585-1051. We're gonna play the homie La Russell when we come back, and we're gonna take your calls. What's your thoughts? It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. That's right. His name is Low Russell, not L.A. Russell. He's only been to L.A. five Come times. On, That's right. My, my man, Hovain, hit me hit me back in July, and he sent me a, a, a video, and he, was, and he was like, he just sent it to me. I think he might say, check it out, but I didn't get a chance to check it out. And a couple days later, he hit me, and Hovain said, you ain't watched that video. <laughs> so I watched the video and I was like, yo, who is this kid? This kid is incredible. Mm-hmm. And here he is now. Right. On, you man. know? Now, for people, now, where are you from? I'm from Vallejo, California. Bay from California. Area, man. E40's land. That's Come right. Oh, man. All right. So, so, so LaRussell just here to spit some bars. If y'all haven't seen Hovain post them or me post them or everybody be posting them, you know, we want to. Give him the opportunity to, to do his one, two we thing right spit? here. He going to rap? He going to rap. Come okay. On, he going to rap. All right. There's only millions of people listening right now. No pressure, though. Mm-hmm. No pressure. Hey. Breakfast Club, thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Bay Area. Vallejo. Come on, man. We came out the NY 12 deep for this. Yeah. African and the European whip. Like we ain't come here on no European ship. Your opinion shut your European lips. 
Money and murder, that's that European I know better, I just hold my tongue Yelling out total while I'm on my run Happily wave back as I hold my gun uh-huh. I seen a lot of n****s die, they all look like me Know your rights get denied when you look like me Yeah, we both in different sides, but you look like me I come to man in the mirror, never look like me Unfamiliar, quite peculiar, do you know yourself? Are you tending to your garden, do you grow yourself? Are you living in the past, do you hold yourself? Accountable for all that's bad, like you owe yourself A new life, a new bitch, a new you Some new goals, some new hoes, a new crew you know them, you know us and them too You know who everybody is, but who you? I ain't trying to preach cause I hate that shit. But I see dying and I hate that shit. Smiling all the time, I gotta fake that shit. I hate 20 shots, why I make that shit? Sharing all this pain for the income I could gain Great granny was a slave, why would I ever cop a chain? Gave us band-aids like that could ever stop the pain Used to hang for these songs that I sang Used to die for these pictures that I post. Used to die trying to get a right to vote. Liberty and life, they say we got a right to both. But we ain't have rights since they drug us off that boat. Took us from our land, then took our land from us. Cost the arm and a leg, they really took our hand from us. Threw us in them cages, taxed all our wages, taught us their religion, rewrote all the pages. Been this way for ages, threw us in the mazes. Made it off them cotton fields, now we on the stages. Rapping about ass cheeks, we rapping about chains. Rapping about Benzes, we rapping about pains. Rapping about oppression, we rapping about pain. I'm rapping about all that, I gotta share the blame. They rapping on a contract, they rapping for some fame. They rapping in a slave deal, we clapping while they hang. <laughs> dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do that little dance you be doing. <laughs> Bay Area. Dance. <laughs> Vallejo. It's different. Get yeah. my get La Russell some water. I, I, I Come want, on, man. I, I, I gotta hear something else. I need another one. I need Come another. on, man. You got some wow. more. You got Come some more. On. You know I Come on. You got man. some more. You wanna switch the beat? We got yeah. Yeah. Oh, he got his own water. He got his own. He got his own alkaline. Okay, let's get another beat for him then. He got he got his own alkaline. Boy, spitting. What, what what else we got? Who produced that? By the way, La Russell. Produced by Skies, man. Okay, he from Vallejo too. No, no, he's actually from overseas. Okay. Oh, yeah. wow, 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 wow. You got that skies, you bought that man. beat online, then. You bought that beat online. Come on, man. You know what's up? Hovain, make sure that's clear. Yeah, make sure it's clear. <laughs> make sure you pay him his money. We clear and we splitting the pie up with him. Let's go. Hey. Here we go. We got another one? What's this? Who produced this one? This uh, by Bandit Loose, man. All Another right. savage. Let's go. My man, LaRussell. Let's hear help, it. Help, help, help. Hey. Ooh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Vallejo, California, Bay Area, Breakfast Club, yeah, hey, look at what it come to, no escape, who can I run to, navigate life like I'm Sun Tzu, was having fun with it, I ain't sold separately, I come with it, threw my life away like I was done with it, I've been in a slump dog, should've kept it real front of jump dog, crisscrossing me won't make you jump dog, I just need some, preferably in a lump dog, ah, 
Dreams of a V12. No deficiencies in my V12. My neck and back feel like Ezel. How could I be well? Barely even sleeping, I don't eat well. I can't even go into the details. I'm just on the grind, bro. I got bigger shit on my mind, ho. I'll rap about it when it's time, no. Ten years from now, don't wanna ask where the time go. You can have a mind full or you could be mindful. Ever rap better, go getter. Had to send an order back, needed more cheddar. These verses kept me out of them hearses. Steer me away from churches. Frivolous when I purchase. Love letters and cursive. Elegant when I shoot. Addicted to them trees, I never got to the root. Mm. I'ma take a break and let these reboot. Mm. Come on! <laughs> Rapping for a decade. Spitting when these had neck braids. Back when I was banking with them essays. God was lost trying to find somewhere to fit. Still had pride when I ain't had the newest kicks. Back when my mama used to rub me down with Vicks. G-Unit fit for all the family pics. People in them cages, how I'm supposed to say I'm free? Need a statue and a V. It won't be another me. I'm an alpha back could take you from A to Z. They gon' watch me peel off, I'm on it like A and D. They put in on the show, could save it for A and E. I didn't put more dope out than dealers in 83. <laughs> Stop me, look at where it got me. Sliding with the stick, these be playing hockey. All this horseplay gon' turn me into a jockey. Never could cook, I'm always burning the broccoli. Be I'm wrong for putting my faith in song. Shoulda invested half in opportunity zone. Be on my back and I ain't even wearing blown. Three grams in a cone, I'm trying to get in my zone. Ready for the shake back. Buzzing like I drunk a whole eight pack. I've said things I can't take back. Watching everything I built start to crumble apart. Being broke, give you the humblest start. Halfway through a breakdown. I done lost everything but faith now. Negative balances on my PayPal. Accounts closing. I'm the only one that's being open. I get the picture you niggas posing. Independent tours, we looking at empty floors. Low ticket sales, but I keep booking more. Meetings with the board, they mission told us to core. Really put in work, ain't make it off my lord. No bellhop, I'm the one that opened doors. No, I'm finna make it, I can feel it in my core. When it rains, it pours on the poor even more. I know what I'm doing, bitch, don't ask me if I'm sure. Never 44, <laughs> bitch, don't ask me what it's for. I've been on edge, can show you the heaven's door. Mic in my hand, I wield it like it's a sword. Pull up to the venue with my own board. Why I listen more, can't get caught up in them chords. Planning new releases while I route my own tour. Mm. 2024, been trying to explore. When you the motherfucking boss, ain't no such thing as bored. Don't make me reveal all this shit I do for real. This wasn't shit, I took him and gave him skills. They won't admit once they get up in they fields. Don't try to lend a hand once I made it up the hill. Stream to the mill without a distribution deal. You only do it on your own, my n let's be for real. My pops helped me out, but I started by myself. I put over 50K before I ever got some help. I ain't got no label, they can't put me on the shelf. I don't pay no law, they write about me by themselves. I can't build no home, but look at me building wealth. I can cry about my hand, I can play how it's dealt. I'm an animal, you can see my pelt. Heat of the moment, most you a melt. Mm. Made my career spitting everything I felt. Undisputed champ, GC on the belt. Mm. Made my career spitting everything I felt. Undisputed champ, GC on the belt. It is different. Valeo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what's up? It's alkaline balls. Those alkaline balls right man. there. It's different. That's holistic hip hop. Okay, those are healing verses right there, La Russell. No industry plant. This is organic, growing it's on its own. Organic, man. <laughs> wow. Come on.
LaRussell. Wow. Give wow. them your Twitters and Instagram and all that, LaRussell. Where they can find you? Follow me at LaRussell, L-A-R-U-S-S-E-L-L -L, on everything. I appreciate y'all, man. This young man is special. Yeah, he is. Special. Right. It's LaRussell. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Oh, hello. Everybody, it's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. That's right. Listen, salute to my guy La Russell, man. Salute to my guy Hovane. Uh, if y'all want to follow La Russell, it's uh, L A R U S S E L L on Instagram. All right. On Instagram. And listen, uh, my, my TV show, my late night talk show premieres tonight at 10 o'clock on Comedy Central, The God's Honest Truth, mm -hmm. hosted by Leonard Charlemagne the God McKelvey. That's right. Okay? So I'll see y'all tonight at 10 o'clock on Comedy Central. Actually, you should tune in to Comedy Central uh, a couple hours earlier because um, you, you'll see myself and you'll see uh, my man Chico Bean and Jess mm -hmm. Hilarious, you know, the God's Honest Tribe. You'll see us uh, throughout the night on Comedy Central. But 10 o'clock, the show premieres yep. and on then, Comedy Central. And then this weekend uh, is the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Did you know that? I didn't. I should know that. I should know those things, shouldn't I? Not too many black artists performing, but I didn't know. I really had no idea. But I'm I'm heading out there. Um, I you know usually the whole gang goes. They was like, yeah, Envy, you going? I said, yeah, let's go. And then they said the whole gang's not going. It's just, just this is a dolo mission. I got a TV show premiere. I got things going on in my life. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm not able to go. But you, but you could have, you could have right? at least told me and said, yeah. I, you didn't yeah. ask me. But by the way, you've been working with me long enough to know. I know, but what I may or may not go to. I know, to. but this is the one you that know you the way my anxiety be to. set up. So I know this is the one you usually go to. So that's I said, true. You that's know, true. I said, this is the why we go. We be having fun in Vegas. We, you know, we all right. take the, we go to the Vegas. We, me and the wife, we have a good time. We get away from the kids for a weekend. Correct. But you know, we got things going on in our lives right now. Correct. So this is a yeah, dolo yeah, yeah. mission. I'm going by myself. My mm -hmm. wife, she's not even coming with me because she's pregnant, so she doesn't want to take the trip. But mm. it's a dolo mission. So this and who's performing? I know little baby. No, don't don't look over here. I have no idea. I, I don't remember. Well, the iHeart Radio Music Festival is gonna be amazing this weekend. It's uh, really who's performing? Envy, little baby, little baby. He's at the festival stage, right? No, he's at the main stage. He is. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't remember. Great. I don't recall. I sir. know you don't. Good I wish you'd have prepared me for this. <laughs> I wish you'd have prepped me before we got this. on. I love this. You should have been prepped. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, well, I got a TV show premiering tonight on Comedy Central at 10 o'clock <laughs> called The God's Honest Truth. Okay? Yes, Tune in. Definitely. All right. When we come back, we got rumors on the way. We'll tell you about Wendy Williams. And also, it's New Music Fridays. We'll tell you what new music came out today. All right? So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. <laughs> morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne, the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Wendy Williams. It's about time. <laughs> This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Now, Wendy Williams has reportedly been taken to the hospital earlier this week for a mental health check. Now, they're saying a spokesperson for the NYPD said that they received a call at about 8.43 a.m. on Tuesday morning requiring an ambulance to transport Wendy Williams uh, residing in her, uh, her New York City address for a psychiatric evaluation. Um they're not sure what's going on, but they said that they're definitely going to uh, check her out and push her uh, her talk show back to October 4th now. Man, I'm sending healing, healing energy uh, to Wendy Williams. I prayed for Wendy last night when I read that story. Yeah. 
Michelle, Absolutely did. They also announced that she uh, tested positive for a breakthrough case of COVID-19 as well. Hmm. Now, today is New Music breakthrough Friday. Breakthrough means she was vaccinated, right? I don't know what it means. Yeah, that means you're vaccinated. Mm. You're, it's a breakthrough case. Okay. Well, also, uh, today is New Music Friday. We'll tell you some of the new music is out. Her has a new single out featuring Little Baby and Lil Durk. It's the Find My Way remix. Uh, Russ has a new single out called When This Was All New. Kalani got a new single, Alter. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Little Nas X, his album is out today, Montero. Now it's he get flown and he sit back. And I won't call on the phone if I hit that. And I'm trying to blow the wind off the chit chat. Ain't talking guns when I ask where you hit that. Drop on the clues, boss, for Little Nas X. Man, I just like people living their truth, man. Lil Nas X, I'm just trying to F load with it. When I'm, you know, after chit chat, I'm not talking about guns when I ask with it. <laughs> of course, you would know that line. How can you not remember that line? Now, also, Mozzie has a new album oh, out right now. Montero ain't playing with y'all. Now, uh, this one is uh, Beat the Case. Mozzie has a new album, a project out today. <sighs> All right. Also, Currency. Shout out to my bro, Currency New Orleans. Uh, he has a new album out called Match and Rolexes, him and Kino Beats. And lastly, Seven Streeter. She has a new project out. It's called Drunken Words Speak Sober Thoughts. She has a new album. Features Chris Brown, Bia, uh, ASAP Ferg, Jeremiah, and more. All right. And that is your rumor report. It's a lot of new music out. And congratulations to Charlemagne, of course, tonight. That's right. New night show, 10 o'clock tonight. My new late night talk show, The God's Honest Truth, premieres tonight at 10 p.m. on Comedy Central. Listen, man, it's just simple. It's a simple concept. I'm just calling BS, you know, so you don't step in it, you know? And I don't even want you to... to my name is Leonard. What the hell are you saying? <laughs> what, what's wrong with you saying? My name is Leonard. okay? Leonard Charlemagne the God. What are you McKelvey. saying, yo? All right, I'm saying that my show premieres tonight at 10 p.m. on Comedy Central. Okay. All right? Tonight. All right. Tonight. All right, so you ain't doing nothing else, show. okay? For all of y'all that like to watch Bill Maher at 10 o'clock on HBO, give me a taste. <laughs> Try me. <laughs> Try you. <laughs> Try you. Give you a taste. He <laughs> said it was gay. So what? So what? I did not say that. That is not what I said. What did you say? Okay, I said try, try me. <laughs> try me. Okay. Oh, 10 o'clock tonight on Comedy Central, man. Now, right. it's, it's hard to have a discussion about, you know, my new show, The God's Honest Truth, because I want y'all to see it, and then we can discuss things that are discussed on said show. Gotcha. Yes, every every week we address we address one particular topic, and I, I can't wait to see what y'all think about the first episode's topic. Okay. Mm-hmm. I hope it becomes a... I hope it becomes a thing. Like, this is something that we really need to discuss okay. in this country. No, try something new. Take a taste mm. uh, tonight at 10 p.m. Take a taste of what? Or should I say who? <laughs> say it. I'm not saying it. Say it. Take a taste if you want to take taste. Take a taste of who, Rashawn? Say huh? it. Take a taste of who? The black hole. Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard. Charlemagne to God. McKelvey. Okay. All right. Revolt. We'll see you guys on Monday. Everybody else, the people's choice. Extended clips, too. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's wrong with you, man? The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Want to look like a million bucks, but only spend a handful of bucks? Upgrade to a Dollar Shave Club 6 Blade Razor for a noticeably smooth shave thanks to their six precision cut stainless blades. Find your perfect shave wherever you shop. In-store and online at dollarshave.com. That's dollarshave.com. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to everybody in Chicago. I'll be in Chicago tonight, Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival on Saturday, and then Orlando on Sunday. All right. And uh, don't forget, Charlamagne has his show. Yeah, man. My show premieres tonight, The God's Honest Truth on Comedy Central, 10 p.m. Okay, join us. Why don't you? I actually, you know what? Let me not say that. But yes, 10 p.m. tonight, Comedy Central, The God's Honest Truth. It's my new late night talk show. It's the first episode. And um, I just can't wait to see, you know, what discussions arise from what we're discussing on tonight's episode. Absolutely. All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive notes. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, you got a, um, a positive note? Yes, man. My positive note is simply this. Don't use your energy to worry this weekend. You hear me? Use your energy to believe this weekend, to create this weekend, to trust this weekend, okay? To grow, to glow, to manifest and heal. Don't use your energy to worry. Use it for all those other things. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 